to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, um, signings, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Brendan Clare on the line. He's the co-founder and CEO over at Rank One Computing. Uh, Brendan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. So I'm excited to get more into Rank One Computing and uh, how you're helping your clients and what kind of uh, problems you're helping them solve. Uh, but before we do that, let's get into your background a little bit more. Uh, how did you get started as an entrepreneur? Sure. Yeah, I guess uh, like many entrepreneurs, there's a lot of different factors. Uh, I've always had a, a passion and interest in business. Um, I had a, a deep technical uh, matriculation, I guess, uh, almost by accident, but I ended up doing a Ph.D. in computer science uh, at your alma mater, I believe, Michigan State University. Yes, and uh, focused on pattern recognition algorithms, machine learning, and it was all focused on face recognition. Um, obviously, that's a pretty popular technology right now or a pretty uh, powerful technology. Um, prior to that as well, I served in the 75th Ranger Regiment w within the Army. I um, was exposed to a lot of um, focus on leadership. So I, that really uh, learned a lot from it. I learned a lot of good leadership, saw some bad leadership as well. Um, so, so those two, and then coupled with going out into industry, working for a pretty large company, um, doing similar work, and you know, recognize that it, it can be hard sometimes for people with engineering backgrounds to get um, ownership of their work, and that really sparked a lot of the desire to um, head out into our own and uh, do this ourselves. Wow. Um, I like how you word that. It's kind of an understatement. I happen to get a PhD in working in facial recognition. Nothing. You don't happen to do anything. That's very tough. <laughs> it's, it's great the way you worded it. Like, oh, it just happened to happen. No, no way. And I'm a huge fan. I mean, I've been studying um, Paul Ekman's work since I was, I mean, really young. When I started my career, I, I learned one of, I, I, I don't know how I saw one of his first books before anybody knew who he was or what he did. And I just, I fell in love with the whole topic. Um, so if you, so Brendan, what I love about your story is that you, you, number one, you're really educated. Number two, um, you've been through um, a lot of different paths to get to where you're at now. Um, and it, it's almost where you're at now is kind of a melding of all these previous skill sets that make you successful in what you're doing now. Um, so there's some younger people that are listening right now um, that, um, you know, maybe they're just getting started. They just graduated college. They didn't happen to get PhDs yet or anything like that. Uh, what, what kind of advice would you give to them on, um, on, you know, their first steps in kind of getting out there in the workforce? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, I think everything we do is a learning opportunity. Uh, I mean, it could even be, you know, if someone's even in high school and, and they're working a job mopping floors, um, studying the organization that you work for uh, can be really fascinating and, and just, you know, trying to understand how are they profitable, how are they differentiating themselves, uh, sometimes how are they successful despite having a lot of um, bad ideas or, or bad habits within the organization. Uh, so I just say that, you know, every bit of professional experience is a learning opportunity and, and really soak it in because you'll be surprised if you go into the, the fray yourself how much some of those past experiences that you didn't expect at the time uh, may be very relevant. 
Mm, I like that. Um, and that, that really goes, uh, it, it kind of shows in your career, like what you're doing now. And I think that's a good, um, a good transition. Let's talk more about what you're doing as CEO over at uh, Rank One Computing. So what kind of clients are you helping and what kind of um, problems are you looking to solve? Yeah, it's another good question. Um, yeah, so we, we develop face recognition algorithms. We package them into software libraries, and, and we end up being a component in larger systems. Um, the advantage of that business model is there's not many limits to the industries that we're relevant in. Uh, and, and that fact, coupled with um, some of the technical aspects of our software specifically, uh, it's very accurate. Um, it, it's benchmarked as one of the most accurate face recognition algorithms in the world, uh, but it's also the fastest face recognition algorithm out there from uh, government testing. And what, what that allows us to do is, is be relevant in everything from embedded systems to large-scale um, server you know, cloud deployments. Um, our largest customers are, are federal government and state and local law enforcement agencies. Uh, we work through integration partners, so we license our software through them, and they build systems um, that get distributed out to these entities. Uh, we do a lot in the financial sector as well uh, in support of this, you know, growing know-your-customer requirements that are out there. So I think some of your listeners will continue to use face recognition more and more to validate their identity within different enterprises and finance uh, and similar uh, we're doing a lot in the access control and security world. Uh, so fingerprint had been a pretty popular biometric for access control. Uh, we're seeing with the power of face recognition increasing, there's a lot of interest in using face recognition instead. Uh, and then there's just a couple of other uh, sort of smaller market verticals that we're seeing starting to ramp up. Uh, even, you know, schools is one, you know, unfortunately, given all the um, security issues, uh, visitor management is very important in schools now. Uh, hospitals, you know, if you think of insurance fraud or even, um, you know, malpractice from patient misidentification uh, opportunities there. So it ends up being very broad, and it's a lot more than we ever thought it would be when we started this company four years wow. ago. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And I can see the, I mean, the applications, and it's, it's, a, it's a hot topic, right? Like your face being like a fingerprint is basically what it comes down to. Um, and that's a, it's a pretty hot topic. And I think what is, at least in my mind, what solidified it as a tool was when it came out on that iPhone and that, that would unlock yeah. your phone, your face is your fingerprint basically. Um, and then I started thinking like, wow, this thing, this could be everywhere. Like you walk into a store, you walk into this, you walk into that. Um, what do you think the future of the industry looks like? I'm just curious. Yeah. I mean, um, face is ubiquitous. If you think about it, it is our public credential. Um, it's a little bit different than fingerprint or iris recognition in that um, sort of by definition, our facial appearance is public information. There's no way that we get acceptance into really any element of society if we don't present our face. Uh, two of the most liberal-leaning uh, countries in the world, France and Denmark, have laws that, that make it explicitly illegal to conceal your face in public. Uh, now, this can create challenges as well as we use face to establish identity in automated systems, uh, but it is, you know, inherently public. You can easily find pictures of my face online, for example. Um, so th there's some technical challenges in validating the person's actually there. Uh, but, I, but I think where it's going to move is, is really towards ubiquity, uh, which might sound a bit cliche, uh, but we like systems to adapt to ourselves. Um, we like um, the, the world around us to be more convenient and more streamlined, and mm -hmm. face really does have the propensity to enable a lot of that. Wow, yeah. 
So um, I guess right now maybe the and correct me like so obviously some of the big verticals for the for not just your software but just the industry would be obviously um, law enforcement anything that has to do with policing then um, like you said financial institutions and just validating who you are um, and the, can you comment a little bit on on what you see trend wise happening along the let's the, the commerce space. Yeah, I think it's it's really um, payment streamlining. So whether it's faster checkout um, at stores where somebody's a loyal customer, um, you know, via an opt-in program. But you know, if you can, you know, sort of just quickly walk through the the cashier process uh, without even having to pull something out of your wallet. I think that's an area that that we'll see it. Um, if it's you know sort of establishing our identity quickly to get access into mm-hmm. a, a new account or a new program within a given enterprise, um, I think we'll see it there as well. Um, I, I think those are two of the more logical ones. I, I also think too that this notion of Internet of Things um, really mm-hmm. relates to face recognition. Um, you know whether it's our home adapting to where we are in the house or our automobile or you know any of these other devices um, you know that can understand we're present and, and make decisions or adaptations based on our uh, being there. Oh man, I could talk to you all day. I love this. I, I'm on 1984 <laughs> in my head right now. I'm like, okay, I walk home. Yeah. They know I'm home. They're watching me through the window. But yeah, say it's well, me. But no, it's not a bad thing to me. It's like I was thinking, and that's the that's the one extreme. The other extreme is like I hate when I go to the grocery store. I always have to type in my phone number or I have my card or did I bring my rewards thing? I don't know. If I could just look at the look into something and they know it's me, give me my discount so I can go. I hate the grocery store line. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of opportunity, and and you know when we have work to do, I, and I think particularly legislatures have work to do to mm-hmm. to enable you know great technology while also limiting you know harmful use cases. And um, unfortunately, there's a pretty strong misunderstanding amongst a lot of lawmakers of what the technology can and can't do, and how it is or is not being used currently. Um, so those are real challenges. I think some of the bigger challenges remaining in the future. Um, there certainly are technological challenges, but I, I think a lot of it is on policy and then, um, you know, helping craft a good public discussion around um, how we limit this while also, you know, enabling some of the great, great upsides that come with such a powerful technology. Oh, I love it. Um, great stuff and glad to know that people like you are out there working on it. Um, so, Brendan, I um, really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, giving us some of your background and also um, um, insight into what's going on in facial recognition and what you're doing over at Rank One Computing. Um, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about uh, Rank One Computing, what's the best way for them to get that information? Yeah, I think the best way to get a hold of us is just go to our website. Uh, it's Rank One, R-A-N-K-O-N-E. Dot io. Uh, we have a, a contact us form. Fill that out. Uh, you're welcome to go on my LinkedIn as well. Uh, my last name K L A R E, first name Brendan. Um, shoot me a message. But yeah, we'd love to talk about uh, our technology and how it could help solve given problems out there. It's very um, versatile and it really can be adapted to um, operate in a lot of different systems and applications. Fantastic. Um, Well, Brendan, again, thank you for coming on the show. And to the listeners, as always, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Brendan, thanks again for coming on.